What up, wax steady and debub? Uh, fucking assholes. Well, I'm gonna smoke weed in a fridge and get paid for it. It has been done. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Wackerly, reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> What's cracking there, Wackman? Not a whole lot. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. You know what? Uh, Super Bowl. Wackerly, before we get started on a uh, serious note here, um, porn legend Ron Jeremy is in critical condition in the hospital. You hear about that? Uh, yes, I did. And, and Morrissey has something going on with his throat, so uh, put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> something, something is awry. But anyway, I just want to, I want to wish Ron Jeremy a quick and speedy recovery. There. What about Moz? I mean, a lot of women, you know, need to be stuffed without Ron Jeremy. Like, could you have Ron Jeremy? Nobody wants to be fucking Ron Jeremy right now, even with his giant dick. Yeah, but he's probably the most famous porn star of all time. Which is amazing that he's, I agree with you, and it's amazing that he's more famous than any of the women, even. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, his, his name is synonymous with porn, so. We, we wish him a quick and speedy recovery here on Sick and Wrong. God. He needs to start taking care of himself. He's not <laughs> the greatest shape. Do you read about uh, what outside, he was Outside of his cock, which is obviously way better than mine will ever be. But Did you hear about what he was eating? Pizza. He, pizza and six honey glazed donuts. <laughs> and then he had the aneurysm. It's like... <laughs> Go figure. Anyway... Look at, look, at, look at Morrissey. He's a vegan and he's also fucked up. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I know. doesn't matter. You know. So accurately, are, uh, are you busy all day making your seven-layer bean dip? I ain't making shit. <laughs> I totally bowed out of the food side of Super Bowl this year. I just was like, not doing it. Sorry. If you guys want to do something, just do it yourselves and bring it over. It's kind of become an annual thing here, this Wackerly's, you know, big Super Bowl party. Super, nope, Super Bowl it's the fest. last one. This is the la- but, I mean, you've done it, what, how many years now? I don't know, three or four. Not even counting the one that you always clown me about, which was several years ago. But that was the best Super Bowl party of all time. I mean, I, I think we've discussed it here on the show maybe 10 times. Yeah, 11 now. <laughs> it was such I a didn't really great need Super- to bring it up. That, but, uh, that, I think, is my most memorable Super Bowl party. <laughs> I believe it was New England playing it's Miami. New England. Maybe. Not quite yep. sure. With the, uh, it was New England playing. It was one of the New England Super Bowls. And... Uh, that was an epic Super Bowl party, right? But, but I'm not doing. I'm not going to do it anymore after this year. What, what What's the deal? Why? It's just everybody gets too worked up, you know. Like like the days when 
it was just, you know, oh, what should I bring? Beer. What else? And like, you know, whatever you want to eat, just bring it. And who gives a fuck? Doritos now it's like, beer. yeah, now, now the situation is thus, you know, everybody has to coordinate because God forbid two people bring the same fucking thing. And I just don't, don't care either way. You know, and it's this now. Now it's almost like a Thanksgiving meal because there's all this preparation that needs to be done and all this shit. Uh, and like I said, I just wash my hands of it completely. But like next year, I don't even want to fucking hear about it. So, I mean, it kind of defeats. You know what it is? It's because you're inviting couples, and it, it, and your friends are married. Your and their wives don't even like football. Actually, a True. lot of people in the Bay Area. Don't, you know, I was hanging out with. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, and I was asking her the other day, I'm like, so what are your Super Bowl plans? She's like, I hate football. She's like, in fact, I don't even care about the concussion bowl. The concussion bowl. How, yeah. many, how, many, how many people do you think attending your party, they're like, oh, yeah, who cares about the concussion bowl? I'm just here to eat the food. Oh, I've already had some, one person uh, yell at me because I don't have cable, which, you know, the Super Bowl is broadcast on the just antenna network. network. Yeah. Uh, but she was mad that I don't have cable because that means we won't be able to watch the puppy bowl. <laughs> it's another annoying aspect of it. I mean, it's, or, or then they're just like, well, I'm just here to watch commercials. It's like, you know, or, just, or that the, the halftime show is just interminable and it just gets gayer and gayer every year. Not that I have a problem with that, but like last year was Madonna. Now it's Beyonce. You know, this is though, it, it's interesting. It's a good lead in here to, uh, my point about the Super Bowl, but it is just become this like really gay event, and I think they're doing it on purpose, maybe to attract. I, don't know, I think to attract female fans. But last year was Madonna. This year's Beyonce. Was it going to be Lady Gaga next year? It could be. I wouldn't be or surprised. Liza Minnelli or something. But but this Super Bowl though, this one in particular, the Forty ers playing the Ravens. I think this might have might have to be the gayest Super Bowl of all time. Def, definitely the gayest Super Bowl yet. Because San Francisco is one of the teams? Well, for a variety of reasons. One, San Francisco is one of the teams. Two, Beyonce's playing the Super Bowl. And three, there's all this like gay like gay gaffes, like gay comments in the news. I believe your people call and it Suris. Yeah, gay Suris <laughs> uh, milling about surrounding the Super Bowl. And I actually, I, I find it uh, just endlessly entertaining. But um, yeah, so this past week... I. Well, it's been a PR nightmare for the 49ers. You know, of all the teams to be, you know, publicly saying uh, uh, homophobic slurs, you'd think a team from San Francisco should probably stay away from that. You know, a, a PR nightmare. And the the team, there are, has to be some high-paid PR professionals that work for the 49ers organization that are just not doing their fucking job. Well, you, you would think that... Uh, they would corral these players and just allow them to speak. I mean, you'd think they would allow them to speak only to select media outlets and just give them like a rehearsed script to read. You know, why would you, these or people least, are, or at least, at least gather them up in the locker room, you know, before a month before the Super Bowl, you think you're going to get in it and just say like, look guys, here's the shit that you, you cannot be talking about in public. And your opinion on gay people is number one or two or three. <laughs> so you're referring to uh, just this past week, uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, cornerback, Chris Culliver made some inflammatory comments uh, regarding homosexuality in football. And this is uh, on uh, Artie Lang show. Actually, have you heard that show? No. 
I, I liked Artie Lang on Howard Stern, but I, I don't think I can just listen to him. He's not that entertaining, and he's kind of a blowhard. Well, it's Artie and Nick. It's Nick DiPaolo, too. I actually kind of like their podcast. It's like the it Artie good? and Nick. I think it's well, a radio I, I, show. I can't pass judgment because I haven't listened to it. So I like it. I think it's. I, I like Artie Lang, though, and uh, it's a pretty good show. That, that dude just has, has led such a fucked up life. True. I mean, uh, he tried to kill himself. With he tried knife. to suicide in the most like painful way possible, <laughs> like, like the like Japanese stab wounds to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, he was interviewing Culliver, Chris Culliver, on a show. He's already really into sports, and th- this is what Culliver said. And this is why pro football players, football players in general, just should not speak to the media. He goes, "I don't do the gay guys, man. I don't do that. No, we don't got no gay people on the team." They got to get up out of here if they do. And this is my favorite part. Can't be with that sweet stuff. Nah. Can't be. In the locker room, man. Nah. Who did you say that this was Buckwheat from the Little Rascals he was talking? <laughs> oh, no. It's an adult man who talks it's like that? An adult man. You know what? I, I posted something on Facebook. Who, may, that, who makes more money in one year than I will ever make in my life, right? Probably. Oh, dude, it's, it's insane. I was looking at uh, his, his Twitter this guy's got like uh, I don't know, almost two million followers, and his tweets like are incoherent. I mean, they, they're not even complete sentences. It sounds like his speaking is completely incoherent too. If what you just read is how he talks normally, but the guy is a role model to like you know thousands of children, and that's who they look up to. This guy, this football player, who who's made you know makes millions of dollars a year, more than we ever will in our lives. Which I have no problem with these football. I mean, it's a market-based <laughs> salary, right? That somebody wants to pay them that much because they end up making that much for the person who's paying them. But you know, to be honest, though, just shut up and play the game. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. You're you know? you're almost you're functionally illiterate. Nobody wants to hear you. I mean, a select few that don't just you know who who whose whose brains still function properly after the age of thirty. <laughs> Which uh, there there are a few, but a few of them become commentators because they can actually speak, like you know Boomer Zayasin. And yeah, um, my favorite exception that, that proves the rule. My favorite's Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> I think that guy is insane. If he the great thing about Terry Bradshaw is you know you know somebody's come up to him once or twice in his life and said. Hey man, do you? Uh, I, I do this really nice uh, toupee service, or, or they don't even call them toupees anymore. It's a hairpiece, and nobody hair will know. Or, or plugs. <laughs> He's just the baldest motherfucker out he there. He just doesn't care, and he always he, has. Every since I've even remember seeing him, he's always been that bald. Even when he played, like in the seventies. Well, yeah. I mean, I would have been. A, I don't. I wasn't aware of him because I was an infant. <laughs> but you know, you know who's funny. You know who you never see. One of the most famous quarterbacks of all time, and you never see him commentating any games. Joe Montana. Oh, I was going to say Namath. Um, no, Namath isn't. But Joe Mon- Joe Montana's not a very smart guy. Like he's, he's, he's always hammered too, isn't he? When he goes out and pop, whenever he is in the news, he's hammered and like making an awkward pass at somebody or something. I don't know if he's. I mean, I don't. He's no Dan Marino fathering, uh, <laughs> fathering children with, and, and paying them Dan to shut up. Uh, there's nothing funnier than an old football player. They're just such buffoons. I remember uh, one time, even though we, we digress here, but I think you were. I think you were. I think we were at uh, it was Big Jeff's. Um, bachelor party or something and we were in vegas remember we were at the casino the palms and john elway walks into that like playboy club or whatever club they have there 
Do you remember this? He, John Elway walks in there. He I come, must have been trash because I don't remember seeing any. I just recall him uh, coming out of the club like maybe twenty minutes later with like four super hot blonde girls. Oh, maybe I do kind of remember that. We're, we're just like, wow, John Elway, aren't you married? You have kids, and yet you Who still pull fuck, that much man. ass. Ah, oh, God. What? There's no. Uh, remember Newt Rockney? <laughs> <laughs> There's no quarterbacks like that anymore. Like no nonsense buzz cut. No, straight to the game. Newt Rockney. Yeah. Who is, is that? Uh, name? Yeah, was that his name? Was it? Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, no, Rock no. Newby? Now they're all tattooed. They, yeah, posture. they all have tattoos, weird facial hair, big mullets. So Lang, Artie Lang asked Culliver um, if uh, homosexual athletes need <laughs> Artie to Artie Lang their... asked Culliver, what the fuck did you just say? I didn't <laughs> understand a word of that, but okay. I, I think question. he was just kind of like, okay, I'll just go along with it. But he, yeah. said, he asked him, do you think homosexual athletes should keep their sexuality a secret? And this is what Culliver responded, the genius. Yeah, come out 10 years later after that. <laughs> What that Ten years after you're out of the game is what he meant, right? After that, I, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows what the fuck he's talking about. And these teams, maybe people from other countries don't, or people who don't even follow football. I mean, they're like sixty people on the team, right? Not on the field, but like all the backups and special teams oh, yeah, and least. guys who ride the pine. So if there's sixty dudes, if there's a group of sixty men anywhere. Like at least five or six of them are gay, right? Ten percent. At least, I mean, you know, you know what's interesting in the NFL's long history, there's never been an openly gay active player. I don't even think the NBA has ever had an openly gay active player. People said that the 49ers quarterback Alex Smith was. They thought maybe he was gay, right? But he wasn't out. But they suspected. Is that true? I, I haven't heard that. Mean? I haven't heard that. But talk about the definition of butt hurt. Have you, have you seen? I love when the, the when the if if you've watched any of these 49ers games, but I love when the camera pans over to Alex Smith's reaction on the field, just frowning. Yeah, because you heard about all now that. Now you're gonna have to, but now you have to explain to the people who don't follow football what's going on. Alex Smith was the uh, star quarterback last year. I mean, he led the uh, team almost to the Super Bowl, and then he started. I think the first six games. Yeah, and uh, he injured himself. So then the current quarterback, star quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, end up coming in just to, as a you know to, as a replacement because Alex Smith was hurt, and he just completely upstaged him in like all levels of football. Like the the kid the kid just totally outshined this guy, and so Alex Smith hasn't played not even a second the rest of the season. Ah, dude, yeah, I don't like I don't like this guy. He's good, but I don't like him. I just love uh, they showed the celebration when the uh, when the 49ers made it to the locker room. Alex Smith was just in the back. He was just in the back. Just kind of <laughs> What's he going to do? <laughs> Whatever, dude. The guy makes millions and millions of dollars. He doesn't yeah. even have to do anything. I wouldn't even suit up. I would just wear my, you know, Well, he's still getting paid. You got to suit up. Yeah, I guess that's all he's got to do. But I mean, that's great. Who knows? But yeah, so um, the 49ers were obviously upset and rejected Culver's comments. Because I guarantee they're just like, God damn it. Like the PR yeah, what people. The, why Someone got canned. Oh, yeah, right. Are the people who can run really fast and hit really hard, they're all fucking dumb as rocks. You know what they're making him do? Sensitivity training. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you mean they're telling everybody he goes to sensitivity training. He goes and sits in a room and texts on his phone for an hour. <laughs> but he, he, he probably goes to, uh, well, I think there's a company that he's got, like, he's supposed to volunteer for, for, like, LGBT youth. But you told me, 
a phrase that he used. He did, you know, he obviously had to have a, a press release where he said that he like was sorry. He said that. What did, what did you say? He said was his reasoning. He said, and I, they, they say Culliver issued his own apology. This is that he said this quote unquote, the derogatory comments I made yesterday were a reflection of thoughts in my head, but they are not how I feel. <laughs> it has taken me seeing them in print to realize that they are hurtful and ugly. So what cracks me up about that. So, Prior to when he was doing the interview, he says, I don't do the gay guys, man. I don't do that. No, we don't got no gay people on the team. And then after, here, here's, his reflect, here's his statement he made to the media after uh, the, press, the press fallout here, uh, the PR fallout. The derogatory comments I made yesterday were a reflection of thoughts in my head. But they are not how I feel. It's like, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> I was reading uh, another guy who made some gaffe, and I think it was an anti- uh, homosexuality gaff, and he said almost the same thing. He said, um, you know, that's, it's just a thought that came into my head or something like that. Like it was just on my mind, but that's not how I feel in my heart. That's not what my heart says or something, which so on top of not being able to fucking talk, right. These people have no clue about biology. Like your heart does not, it's, it's not your soul. It's not, you don't think with your heart. It all, it all is in your head. Everything that you say and feel and think is in your brain. What do you think the other thoughts in his head are? <laughs> Kill Whitey. I think it's like, uh, don't get a boner while in the shower in the locker room. That's the other thing. <laughs> I think that. I think that's even the, the even main if thought. you're not even if you're not a closeted gay, and that's why you have all these anti-gay feelings, you know, self-hate. Um, you know, you're in a locker room with, like we said, sixty dudes or something with their dicks flopping around. Like, you're really worried that some gay guy's looking at your cock. There's all this other cock everywhere and acid holes and ma just male stench. Like, you, really? You think, you think you're think you worried that the gay guys are looking at your cock? And even if they are, who gives a shit? What are you, special flower that your cock is or something? Haven't you read, like, uh, at, you know, like at the bottom of a pile of football players? Like, they do horrible things to each other when they're going for, like, a fumbled football. Well, that's you, the third thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's such a gay, like, just by its very existence, by the way you play the game, it's kind of gay. They're wearing tights. They're all in skin-tight clothing. Skin-tight clothing. The quarterback has his hand, like, in basically in the guy's asshole to get the yeah, ball. Yeah, that's how you do it. You know? I mean, it's right under his, like, on his taint. Like, right it's, under his, watch his a game, watch, watch a game of football, and you're basically watching the Webster's Dictionary definition of a giant game of gerboss. It's basically a game of gerboss with a ball. I mean, they, they throw in a, if you took the ball out, it would just be gerboss. Just grab <laughs> ass. No, but, you, yeah. Like, well, what are those guys doing? It looks like they're play, playing football, but there's no ball. It's just, it's just grab ass out there. <laughs> but they throw the ball in and then it's, I mean, then, so, yeah. so is rugby. You know, football is not as gay as the UFC, but it's pretty fucking close. It's really close. Well, I mean, I it's, mean what, it's barely any different at all. Well, it's not as gay because the UFC has just two guys going at it, which is just kind of gay. <laughs> but it, football's got 11. I like, think it's more gay because there's there's more men. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're not there's just wearing speedos. There's more cocks and balls and assholes. If they were just there. wearing speedos, True. then I think it would be gayer. But it's not. It's but it's almost as gay. If it wasn't ancient times, they would be naked, right? Like the ancient Olympics. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they aren't. So, okay, beyond Culliver, who uh, made these uh, anti-gay remarks, you have uh, this. Just recently, you have um, a report surface that a former 49er and a Raiders player, Kwame Harris, had been charged with assaulting a former boyfriend. You hear about that? 
Yes. I love that it. was one of my favorite stories that came out in the media because he was uh, he was at a like an Applebee's or something. I believe he was no, at, no, no, no. He was like at a, a Chinese It was a local Chinese place called like Yang Fu. Su Hong. Su Hong. Right. So he just and, called up his ex-boyfriend. This dude's huge, too. He's like 6'5", 300 pounds or something like that. He's 6'7", 240 pounds. The other guy was 6'1", 220 pounds. It's like Godzilla versus Mothra in the Chinese restaurant. Right. You know, I mean, they like totally, I guess uh, it was. I can just imagine the the chef and the wait staff, you know, they're all Chinese. Like, oh, get out of the restaurant. Ron. Gojira. Um. But yeah, he. Uh, I guess he was upset that his. Uh, he was driving his ex boyfriend to the airport. They stopped to have some Chinese food. He was upset that he put soy sauce on the rice, and that's what just set him off. <laughs> they, they had Next a common you know, plate of rice in the center of the table, and uh, what's this guy's name? I forget already. His name's Kwame. Kwame, Harris. right, right. He, you know, he doesn't like soy sauce on his rice, but his boyfriend, <laughs> ex boyfriend, was like, "Oh, I'm, I love it. I just put it on the common rice, which is pretty fucking annoying, right?" Put some of your rice on your plate, then put soy sauce on it. Exactly. I guess um, I guess they argued for seven minutes after the soy sauce was poured. And then uh, the argument... Kwame said, I ain't taking you to the airport now. <laughs> Didn't he? <laughs> well, you know, you pointed out in his photo that he just looks like he's got total gay face. Like, this was his NFL, like, stock photo when he was on the teams. Yeah, and he has a total gay face, and it I can't believe anybody like didn't know dude. he was gay. Yeah. He's got that gay smirk, and, like, you know, he's, like, loving having his picture taken like a gay guy would. I'm sure, though, I'm sure, like, a, a lot of the NFL players know that different players are gay. I mean, you have to, because it's like they're, they're not coming out to uh, hanging out at the strip club. They're not, you know participating in all that stuff. I mean, you would oh, I know. Think, I think you can find out before then. You know, like like we said, you're in the locker room and everybody's changing and they're naked and one. cocks are flapping around. The dude with a giant <laughs> erection. <laughs> That's the gay one. <laughs> Pretty sure he's gay. He poked me in the eye with his penis. <laughs> so after the soy sauce argument happened, they carried on into the parking lot and they uh, they went to, um, he was going to go get his, his ex-boyfriend's bag out of his car and that's he wasn't going to take him to the airport. Well, that's when he accused him of stealing his underwear, and he tried to pull the man's pants down, and then the fight broke out. But these guys are huge. I mean, the guy had to go to the emergency room. He had, he had broken orbital bones and, and required a metal plate to fix a damage to his face. Yeah, this isn't like two twinks like having a slap fight. This is two no, massive like, fucking... like athletic men going at it. Yeah, and one it's... just happened to be bigger and more athletic than the other one. <laughs> So the the final gay story in the news surrounding uh, football this week, gayest Super Bowl of all time. Um, this is my favorite. I think this is my second favorite story next to the the soy sauce fight. The "It Gets Better" movement pulled the 49ers video after the two players denied participation in the uh, in an anti bullying ad. So when I wasn't in that ad, uh uh-uh. uh, uh, but it's a video. You're on the video, you dumb fuck. This is another prime example of keep football players away from the media. Like you shouldn't even let them speak to any reporters. Just or just have them rehe- like they should just repeat like six lines that they're allowed to say. We like football. Yeah, it's all about the game or something. Or we're going to win the game. Something, something <laughs> like that. That's it. Just say just say that. Unless you're like a Brian Bosworth and you're you know an acting genius, <laughs> <laughs> and you're you know not what many happened of these to that guys guy? are. 
I don't know. Yeah, you never you never found out about that. So okay, so what happened here? The the It Gets Better campaign was uh um I guess founded by Dan Savage. Um, yes. And it was about like, you know Gay like, sex advice columnist guy. Well, they, it was designed to encourage hope and acceptance amongst uh, gay teens who are being bullied. Anyway, they, uh, I guess USA Today was interviewing two football players. Um, who was it? It was uh, two defensive, uh, I think they were defensive linemen, or linebackers, Ahmad Brooksand and a tackle, Isaac uh, Sapoga. And uh, they both denied making the video. Even while the teammate who overheard the question, tried to refresh your memory. He's like, you made that video, remember? And the guy's like, no, I never went. Now someone's using my name. And then they, <laughs> they showed them the video with them in the video, doing the, the It Gets Better. And he goes, well, what was that for? And then he's like, oh, that, that was just for bullying teens. And then they're, <laughs> gay they're, teens, exactly. Gay teens. That's what the reporter's like, well, it's for gay teens. He was like, and then they asked him, would you like to comment? He's like, no. But it's just funny because I guess, uh, the, you know, if you watch the video... They don't even make a good job of, like, masking the fact that they're reading off a cue card. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it, like I said, it's you know, not they're, off no, the they're, no, they're no Brian Bosworth. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, the guy who played Hunter, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. What, oh, Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer, yeah. He played for the Jets. Um, I guess they uh, end up pulling the, uh, the It Gets Better, that the 49ers It Gets Better video. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's just funny to watch all the PR people kind of like backpedal now and they're freaking out because they're like, oh, great. And, you know, this week you have the, you know, the, 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 the Super Bowl is about to happen. And, and it's inevitable that, you know, these, these players are going to talk to some media outlet or some reporter. Not if I was the PR team for that team. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it would be like, uh, you know, re-education camp. Like I would brainwash them. Like do not talk to the media about anything other than sports. Well, the, what, what else can they do? I mean, other than like carry guns and, you know, conceal weapons into strip clubs and uh, maybe start fights. It's like, yeah, just, yeah. just dog play football. fighting, dog, dog fighting. fighting. Yeah, they do that. Big, just, big just play football. And, uh, and yeah, and like, and uh, talk, try maybe not, talk about the football playing and nothing try, else. And try not to rape women when they won't have sex with you. Don't rape anybody. <laughs> just don't rape. Just don't carry concealed weapons, or if you do, just leave the weapon at your home. You can own a weapon, just don't carry it on you. Yeah. Um, no, don't, don't even own a weapon. Don't even own a weapon. <laughs> I mean, what? That, that, okay, this is a little further back, but this year that guy shot his girlfriend or wife in the stadium parking lot, and then shot himself. Oh yeah, that was a Kansas don't even City Chiefs player. Yeah, we're we're paying you a shitload of money here. Like we're not just trying to tell you what to do. <laughs> we're paying you a shitload of money. We'll hire a bodyguard if you're concerned about that sort of thing. But you got to fucking keep your shit in line. And if you don't, we're going to take that money back. Yeah, I know. It's just like you're, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Just try to keep your dick in your pants. Don't kill somebody at a Chinese restaurant. And just play the fucking football. And then you get well, like that, that, The guy at the Chinese restaurant, I have a little bit of uh, a little more lenient. Like he's not doesn't play for those teams anymore. He hasn't played for 10 years. He can so do that whatever means the fuck he, he can wants. Be gay now. I just think it's funny. He can be gay and he can assault people. Get into like altercations, the Chinese restaurant. I just find I imagine if you're you're eating Chinese food at the Chinese restaurant and just two huge gay guys came in. Like football player huge. It'd just be so funny. Well, you know, it's it's funny to me that uh like I'm sure in pro wrestling, aren't all those guys gay? Probably. And I mean, I'm, I bet Are you. Are you guys casting aspersions on the Rock's sexuality? <laughs> but but the Rock was a football player too. 
I just, I mean, you just look at those dudes. It's like, there's something inherently gay about the sport. Any sport with that much contact. I mean, and, and I think that with the testosterone that's, that's going on, it must be it's difficult It's a little gay. For, for and I don't think there's anything out. wrong with that. There's, it's a little gay. You know, you can say that. But I, I mean, say it to any of their faces. <laughs> but, probably be pummeled. But they're acting like it's the military or something. Like, why, why, why is it a big deal if there's, like, gay dudes playing football or playing basketball? You, you know what's a little gay? What? The military. <laughs> <laughs> So. Well, the military is definitely gay, too. But, I mean, it's like, like uh, they, oh, what do you want me to do? Uh, well, we want you to live in this barracks in a big open room with a bunch of dudes for, like, a year or two. And you shower together. And all, there's no walls on the toilet stall. And uh, you're basically, you know, just definitely a bunch of dudes. Gay. You and a yeah. bunch of dudes. And a, and, a, and a dude will be your boss. He'll yell at you. Be really mean. You, you guys you get to wear these football. snazzy uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, I, I'm uh, I'm hoping the Niners win the uh, Super Bowl here this Sunday. I do too. It, Although it, I don't, I don't have hatred for the Ravens though. So yeah, I don't it's really. Not, I don't. It's not like they're playing the Dallas Cowboys or something, or the Patriots, or, or the, the Patriots. fucking Packers, or the Vikings. Yeah. Although I got, I mark my words though. If the Niners do win, that that city of San Francisco is going to be just. It's going to erupt into a sea of violence. It's going to be a, a big riot. Gay, gay violent party. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, they're already preparing. They're asking bars not to serve hard liquor. Have you heard this? Yeah, we can't even get into that because nah. it's too fertile. <laughs> yeah, the, ma- the mayor is recommending that bars don't serve hard liquor during the Super Bowl. Good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, as if that's going to happen. Although, uh, I guess after the, the Giants who uh, beat the Tigers to win the World Series, they're, I mean, the whole city, like the mission was just in flames. So if the Which 40- is where that's going to be where the center of the of the of rioting. The, that's going to be the epicenter of the violence. So uh, yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Luckily, Wackily, you're tucked away in Alameda, your own little island. Ain't no shit going to happen about here. <laughs> Actually, what's fun? I, this is kind of funny that people might not have this perspective, but uh, a lot of the people in the East Bay in general, in Alameda especially, are actually. Uh, rooting against the 49ers because they're Raiders fans and they just hate the 49ers so much. It's yeah, really funny. It's funny how uh, I work with a guy that's a Raiders fan and uh, he's just like, oh, my friends are 49ers fucking so pretentious. I hope yep. the 49ers get beat just so they can get off their high horse. Yeah. It's, it's you know, the East Bay is working class and, and the peninsula where the 49ers are is, uh, you know, more tech worker, white collar. Yeah. The, uh, the working class independently is wealthy out of people. The city. Yeah. So, yep. uh, I don't know. but uh, how about some Bay Area solidarity? Come on, we'll I'm see. for it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be more interesting than if it was uh, whoever the other teams are in the running were that I, which I've already forgotten. Oh, we'll see who wins the uh, concussion bowl next week. Hopefully, it'll be the 49ers. People, you're listening to episode 366 here. Sick and wrong. Um, you know the way the show works. Send us your stories. Sick and wrong podcast at hotmail dot com. Uh, submit them via Facebook or Twitter. If we read your story and give you credit, we will send you a sick and wrong care package. Oh, we got some good stories here for this week. Uh, before we get to our first one, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE, that's D-I-D-D-L-E. 
So the first story here came in from uh, Chris via Twitter. You know, I've read about this. I've been reading up on this story, uh, following it this past week. And I, I swear, this is a fate worse than death. Like for me, if I was kidnapped by somebody, I, I, I would rather just be kidnapped, maybe tortured a little bit, and then killed and have my corpse sodomized than have to deal with what this kid's going through. So let, let me, let me uh, fill you in on the story. You probably heard about it too. A survivalist killer. Allegedly shot dead a bus driver, kidnapped a five-year-old boy, and is holding him hostage in an underground bunker. Um, they say they have enough food in there for five months. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being kidnapped and being, and being held by an insane, he's an insane retired trucker, violent and paranoid man, who's probably fucking you. I mean, I'm sure he's sodomizing this kid. And you're, and you're just well, stuck. In but the, am, I, am I supposed to put that fact into my consideration of what you're about to tell okay, me? Okay, even if there was no that's sodomy. Compl- that's complete supposition. All right, even if there was no sodomy, but you're stuck in a, it's like a four by eight bunker. Yeah, six by eight. Six by eight bunker with this insane dude for five months. They have TV. I guess they do have TV. Do but he probably Xbox? doesn't have cable. You think he has cable? There's no do Xbox. They got Xbox? No, there's no Xbox. How do you know? There's no <laughs> iTunes. You can't listen to Sick and Wrong. I bet you there's Xbox. Could you imagine, though, if you're it's in there? Xbox One. Could you imagine if you're one? in there, though, and uh, the only thing the guy would play would be Sick and Wrong? Just, that's it? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I would hate it. <laughs> but, I mean, our demographic, you know, how old is this kid? Five? Five. That's kind of the people who are into our show <laughs> mentality. <laughs> All right, so um, I, I think maybe you might be forgetting what it was like to be that age, though. I mean, trucker, truckers are cool back then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm supposing he's not getting butt fucked, but uh, you know, no school for five months, TV. Yeah, might just, have been kind of all right back then. <laughs> but I mean, I wonder what kind of food this guy has. It's probably just preserves, canned stuff, canned yeah. stuff. You know. You're not getting like ho hos. I, I didn't have a very fine palate back then, you know. Be- yeah, but what's that? Pork and beans. I used to like that. Yeah, but I want like fruity pebbles, and I want like Twinkies. Oh, you, might, and you might have Twizzlers. fruity pebbles. Those, these are all things that you would have in your emergency, you know, apocalypse bunker. Have you seen a picture of this guy, the the uh, survivalist? Yeah. He, he looks exactly what you think a survivalist would look like. Yeah, he does. And he's got that crazy hair and just that insane look in his face. His name is. Jimmy Lee Dykes. Yeah. Jimmy Lee he doesn't Dykes. Look, he doesn't look like the Unabomber, but they shop at the same store. <laughs> they definitely, he definitely shops at the same store as the Unabomber. So Dykes has been holed up in the six by eight foot bunker since Tuesday when he allegedly got on a school bus and shot and killed bus driver Charles Poland, who actually uh, interfered. Uh, apparently Dykes got on the, like boarded the school bus and demanded two kids. Like he had a shotgun and he was like, give me two kids. And the bus driver is like, I can't do that. And tried to wrestle the gun away and just got shot in the chest. Um, he snatched- I, don't, I don't get, I don't get why he needs the kid. You'll see. I, mean, a little- I just don't get, I don't understand what he's doing. You want to know why he's in legal trouble because he's been menacing neighbors and he also killed the neighbor's dog. 
So I think he feels he can use the kid as leverage, like a hostage situation, to get out of his legal. The guy obviously isn't thinking very clearly. He's not. <laughs> he's just fucked himself more. I mean, if he was a smart man, he would have hired a Jewish lawyer. But uh, apparently he felt, he felt that uh, kidnapping a kid and hiding in his bunker would be the best defense plan. It's How not a very do good you strategy. think this guy feels about the Jews in general? <laughs> <laughs> if you had to guess... I would say he's probably not a big fan. Not a big, not, not the big biggest fan. <laughs> not even close to the biggest fan. So not a fan of the. What what's not me? He hates the Jews. That's probably. I, I'm more sure hard. he probably uh, his sentiment on Jews is in line with Hitler. Maybe I think uh, he probably he and Hitler probably had some similar ideas about the Jews. You know what Hitler did wrong? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't wasn't fast enough. Goddamn Hitler. So Jimmy Dykes here, Jimmy Lee Dykes, was probably the worst neighbor you could ever have. Like he, li- he lived in uh, Alabama here, Midland City, actually. And uh, neighbors said that they would often see him with a gun patrolling his property um, when, they, when uh, his neighbor, when she'd return home from work. He would threaten to shoot anyone, any human or any animal that came close to his property. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't invite him to my potluck. That's for sure. Apparently... <laughs> Dykes beat her 120-pound dog, dog, Max, with a lead pipe and left the dog to die by the end of the road. And uh, when she called the cops, he said the only, the only thing he did wrong was not kill it completely. Like, he, he had no remorse for his actions. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're not dealing with a sane person. So police have settled in for the long haul as they continue to negotiate with Dykes and plead with him to uh, let the five-year-old Ethan go without harm. I don't know if uh, they're going to be able to do this. Like, because what, what, what would you do? I mean, as a cop, you can't go, you can't storm the bunker. He's probably going to kill the kid, kill himself. Well, they're talking to him through like a six-inch PVC pipe, something <laughs> like that. Which you know, they I don't know pa- if you mentioned they passed uh, crayons in a coloring book through the sixty-foot-long uh, PVC pipe that runs into the bunker. That fucking kid does not want a coloring book. <laughs> Give him a porno mag, the poor kid. I mean, he probably just wants to keep watching TV, to tell you the truth. You know, even worse, the kid suffers from Asperger's and Everybody ADHD. So, uh, Everybody's suffering from that nowadays. Yeah, it doesn't it, even bear worth mentioning anymore. But that, that's got to suck. You know, the kid's going to be bored in about, I don't know, an hour. It's five months. You're stuck with this dude. That's what the TV is for. Man. <laughs> you, you, you forget about the greatness of TV. I know, but he doesn't. You're one of those people now, aren't you? I don't really watch the TV. I I don't. I don't proclaim it. Like I don't (laughs) self righteously announce that I don't. You have the same thoughts as that type of person. Yeah, but the TV is great. There's always something new on. Even when the stuff is old, you can rewatch it. Cops will probably be on once in a while. Maybe you can see yourself on the news. They don't have cable though. Could you imagine this with local TV? Like in LA, I just I just got a better antenna for my TV. There are three, no, okay, me, five English channels. Yeah. All the rest are <laughs> Armenian, and Chinese, and Hispanic. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, could you imagine, like, in whatever, buttfuck Alabama that they live in? How many channels yeah. do they They probably have, what, three channels? Sure. And you're well, stuck you know, in a you room. Get the six o'clock, you get the six o'clock syndicated Seinfeld and, and The Simpsons. You can watch Oprah in the daytime. <laughs> Maury, <laughs> Maury comes on later at night. You know, uh, when uh, you see these like nu- nuclear um, apocalyptic uh, disaster Bunkers, movies, yeah. right. um, when you see these movies and they show the family just in the bunker, just kind of waiting it out, 
I would. I think I would just climb up the steps and just have radioactive poisoning and die because I couldn't. Could you imagine being stuck in a room with like my brother? Oh well, and, yeah, and my, you, and my you, sister. You, you weren't talking, or my family. Personally, <laughs> I. I mean, I would just murder us all in the bunker and then and then kill myself. I. I just couldn't do it. I and just the whole idea of it. I'm a bit claustrophobic anyway when it comes to confined spaces. And uh, and I'm just I I I wouldn't even want myself in a room. Do you imagine how fucking annoying that would be? Well, you can masturbate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, but you couldn't even <laughs> masturbate with your family there. No, God, God, that would just how be long the would worst. it take before you're like, I'm just gonna rub one out in front of my mom and dad. <laughs> I have to. It's I would just be in the corner, months. just like, don't yeah. look at me, don't yeah. look at me. Face your wiener to the corner and just beat <laughs> one out. Sorry, you, mom. You'd have like the whack corner. Yeah. Yeah, and I bet you they'd be fine with it. <laughs> I like that they're talking to him through a pipe, though. You know what they're saying? The, the Do you think op- he puts his mouth around, hey, <laughs> oh, going, are you going to come out? And he's like, no. <laughs> How about now? No. Well, maybe tomorrow then? Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they're saying. Give up. You need to exit the shelter. Put down any weapons you have and approach the police. It's, it's not working. What I, what I don't understand, why don't they do this? And this isn't just this situation, but any of these hostage negotiations, or even sometimes a guy just holes up in the thing by himself. Why don't they just go, hey, dude, you win. If you come out, we'll we'll just we'll forget about everything. We won't prosecute you for killing that guy. We're going to give you this big bag of money. Here is a nice, shiny new Ford F-150 that you can take home. Just come out and and get, let the kid go and you get all this stuff and, and we'll just won't prosecute you and then when he comes out they just beat the beat fuck the out fuck. of him <laughs> you know i don't like know. we lied fuck you you would think that would be the best uh strategy the best plan of action yeah i don't know why, why, don't, why do don't they do that and, and maybe the guy's like of course i don't believe you like of course you're not going to do that then you got to say like well what what do you what do you want us to say <laughs> like what what could we say that will make you come out we don't get it yeah, well, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously they're negotiating with them. I think, uh, what, what, why wouldn't they just say, we're, we'll drop all of your legal problems? Because that's, that's the, the, the reason he needed a kid. He was and saying, like, can I get that in writing? Like, yeah, sure. Here's a fucking piece of paper. I'll write my, sign it and give it to you. And then when he comes out, you just, just beat blow his head off and fucking <laughs> rip the thing up. It's not hard. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, neighbors said that they described him as a violent, paranoid man. Maybe they're concerned that he might just kill the kid if uh, he just wouldn't believe he obviously distrusts authority um they said that he was been he's been talking for the past like few weeks about how he needed a kid because the law is coming after him so i wonder if he just like <laughs> patrols his uh driveway just shouting about i need a kid law's I coming after kid. me <laughs> any volunteers <laughs> um believe it or not he was a vietnam i got veteran. candy in my bunker he was a Vietnam veteran. He built the bunker by hand. Neighbors said that uh, it was the craziest thing. They'd watch him at like, he'd be outside in his yard screaming and digging dirt at 2.30 in the morning. He cut down all the trees on his property so he could see anyone who approached the house. He also ringed the border of his land in barbed wire. Hmm. Yeah. Excellent neighbor. So yeah, I don't know. Flaming why, bag why, of shit on that guy's doorstep. Why wouldn't you just negotiate with, or just whatever, satisfy his demands. Let him get out of the bunker and then beat the shit out of him. And how could you expect anything else? Yeah. I, he's literally, he's literally, well, not literally. 
almost literally painted himself into a corner, which is what always happens when you do this. Well, I mean, where else are you going to go? What are you going to do? What are you, your options are very limited, and one of the only one of the best ones is probably suicide. But the, the, I think they're just trying to prevent a murder suicide. So huh, we'll see. I just wonder how long it's going to be. Do you think the police are just going to let them go for five months? They have five months worth of food until he I eats mean, the kid. From video games and movies, I have always isn't there some kind of like a flashbang type? Uh, grenade that you can drop down that pipe but and just that like knock insta- everybody instantly out. knock him out or make him blind and, and then you storm the gate and then you grab the kid some navy seal shit but i mean don't they have people who know how to do that kind of stuff they need like the a dig dub dig dug kind of commando like just to go underground and, and then just, just like like stick a needle in him and inflate him till he pops. <laughs> just bust through the wall of the bunker and then yeah, inflate him till he pops. Also, you know, if we can't find a dig dug type character, maybe the Kool Aid Man. But the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> I wonder, like this guy really? I mean, at this point, he should be just making like incredulous demands. What about this? Drop a super hyper venomous snake down that tube. Because they're. You'll kill no, the retarded it might, kid. It might, it might bite the kid, but it bites the guy and the kid, and then you have the anti-venom ready, and then you juice the kid full of anti-venom as soon as you get in there. I would Dig Dug character would be far more effective. What about a camera on a tube, just so you can see what was going on? <laughs> they use, the, like, the Jason Bourne has one of those ready, right? I don't know. I, I, I'd say, if I was that guy, I would be like, give me Katy Perry, just for a night. Sorry, Katie. Uh, you got to do it to save the your body to have sex with this weird old guy. I wonder. I wonder There's nothing if, like, you can do about it. No, but I wonder if like Scarlett Johansson, if Scojo would be like, "All right, fuck it, I'm going to save the kid. I'm just going to have to get raped by this violent, paranoid man." I think I could find a dirty stripper meth head who probably looks enough like Scarlett Johansson to fool the guy. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I wonder if he was Scarlett, like, you know, she has movies to make and people rely on her to, you know, keep their careers going also. But, but you do know. you think, though, like if if he was like, I will kill this kid unless you send Megan Fox down here. Do you think she would do it? No, I don't. And I, I wouldn't ask for that, to tell you the truth. Why? I'd be like, could you get like three just of the dirtiest, skankiest like prostitutes in the in the general area and send them in here with me? Because I know they're not going to put up a fuss. There's not going to be any like, I'll do this, but not that. So you're just saying, pay them each like a thousand dollars and i don't want you to get the call girls that actually cost a thousand dollars i want you to get the ones that like a thousand dollars is like 10 tricks for them give each one you know spend three thousand dirty dirty prostitutes i'll send the kid out give me like 20 minutes and then i'll come out and go to jail forever i just i just think it would be funny just to put uh to, to find out, like, how altruistic Megan Fox or Scarlett Johansson would be. Because, you know, they always volunteer for all these charities. But it's like, when it comes down to, like, saving a kid's life, would they do it? Would they get raped? Or whatever. By a violent criminal. Maybe just a hand job. Maybe just hand job. <laughs> hand job. Like, all I want is a hand job. What kind of a... You're, that's the worst demand ever. Well, I would trick her. <laughs> Just to get her down there. <laughs> All right. Enough of this supposition. I don't know what I'm going to do when I, when I take hostages. Who knows? All right, Waggerly, what do you have here for the second story?
from a lady, but maybe not. <laughs> Jess. It could be Jessica or Jesse, right? I'm Jess, age 25, from the UK. I saw this and thought of you. And I'm going to assume because she or he didn't tell us her or his job that she's unemployed. Yeah. She didn't even give stats, did she? Or he? No. All right. <laughs> Let's just say it's a she. Okay. Uh, I think in 25, it's hard. It, I think there's a lot of unemployed young people in that 25-year-old range in uh, Europe in general and uh, the UK. We you know a college, a college degree doesn't mean a job, actually. Not in this day and age. No. The world doesn't owe you a job, D. No? You got to go out and get it. A lot of hand jobs. That's the only <laughs> job you can get these days. There's always a market for that. <laughs> there always up. will be a market. Listen up, Jess. Career advice from sick and wrong. <laughs> Become a rent boy. Uh, North Korea. It's a fabulous place. Hard place to get a job, though. If you're, well, everybody has a job because you're a slave. Yeah. Being a slave, a job. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you don't need a resume there. Uh, this newspaper is reporting a hidden famine in uh, North and South Huanghei which is North Korea's farming province, which if you're ever going to vacation in North Korea, you've got to check out the farming province. <laughs> the food is not so great. Uh, actually, it doesn't even exist, but you should go check it out. <laughs> I thought they were eating giant rabbits. That was a plan that never panned out. Uh, oh. The ruling family is quite wacky over there. I don't know if you knew this, but they come up with all <laughs> kinds of cockamamie schemes that never work, but then they just tell people that it worked, but they decided not to do it or whatnot. I'd like you know, the giant like, rabbit idea, though. They also they're also famous for you know going and golfing and they shoot a hole in one on each hole. <laughs> they're also like the greatest <laughs> basketball player of all time. The newspapers report this stuff. Incredible athletes. This Kim newspaper that's making this report isn't based in North Korea, so it, maybe it's a little more truthful. But uh, this famine in this farming area, which is really ironic, don't you think? That's where the food comes from, is farms. Yeah, and uh, and there's a famine there. I mean, do they even are they even allowed to farm? Like, what do, what do they farm in North Korea? Uh, whatever they can. Not a lot. It's like a rocky, mountainous country. But yeah. what, what's happened is that uh, Kim Jong Un, which is Kim Jong Il's uh, son, <laughs> is uh, he has uh, stolen. Well, well, not really stolen because they're already slaves. But he's taken a bunch of the food from the farming region and to feed the army, and he's also taken a bunch of food to reward residents of the of the capital for loyalty to the Kim dynasty. So he's stealing food from the farming communities. Not stealing because they're already well, not stealing, his slaves. He owns slaves. all the land in the whole country, basically. So, so he's allowing them. He's forcing them to starve. He's allocated the food. <laughs> <laughs> the people that might not need it as much as these dying ten thousand families. That's why they don't. That's why there's a famine. Uh, there's a, there was also like a bad season. So he took a bunch of the food, which left them like the bare minimum, and then there was a bad season, which put them under the bare yeah, minimum. Shortage of food. Uh, and so it's not it's not like they send reporters out to get this news. Like there's not like a guy with a microphone and a camera. They like the reporters are undercover. So there's an informant from this region, and he says that in my village in May, a man who killed his own two children and tried to eat them was executed by a firing squad. <laughs> this dude, wow. it, his wife was away on business. I guess he farms, and she's a business lady, or something like yeah, what that. Kind Maybe of business she was, is she on? Maybe that just means she went to town to, you know, like market the farm, the leeks. Sell, sell the eggs or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
she was away doing this. Uh, he killed the oldest daughter, but and then because the son saw what he had done, he also killed the son. When the wife came home, he offered her food, saying, "We have meat." What do you think he cooked up like a you know like a casserole or something or like a meatloaf? <laughs> Like a North Korean meatloaf? I don't think they have, you know, for casseroles and meatloaf, you need like spices and other food to make it with. I think you just throw it in a pot and call it a stew. So he just cooked up uh, flesh steaks, human flesh steaks. I think you want to make a stew out of it because you can like extend it. Whereas a steak, you eat it, it's gone. Like the stew, you can kind of like keep watering it down until it basically is water a month later. But, you know, you sort of have some semblance of actual sustenance for a this, while. This guy is, like, devious. I mean, it's almost like Hitchcockian. He's feeding his wife her own children. Not really, though, if you think about it. <laughs> because the wife isn't oblivious to the fact that there's a famine. And she comes back from going on her business trip. And all of a sudden, he just says, we have meat. Like, where did the meat come from? And did she see the kid? I mean, were they like, wasn't she like, where are the children? Like, I don't see my kids sitting around the table. That's another good point. I mean, she's not a duck. Right? She can like, <laughs> she has sort of sequential thoughts and can remember like, oh, we have children. Oh, now they're not here. Something's wrong. How old were the kids? Were they like, you know, infants? Because if they're infants, I'd almost, you know, I'd be a little more lenient towards the guy. But if they're like an eight year old kid. Well, I mean, he says that son witnessed it him killing the oldest daughter and could like perceive what was going on. So I assume they're at least five or eight or, but they could be 12 and 15. Who knows? Although you you think it once as as the kids get older, it's, it's going to be hard to overpower them. Cause you know, this is a, this is an adult North Korean man, but he's also a malnourished adult. North a malnourished man. man. Yeah. You know, I wonder if, uh, Kim Jong-un, I don't know if he's like a, the typical size of a North Korean, but he's kind of chunky. No, he's not. <laughs> he's kind of chunky, though, isn't he? Right. He represents so everything that's wrong with the country. He's a big, fat, chubby fuck who's, you know, the leader of the country, but he looks like a big, chubby baby. And, and uh, all the people are emaciated and look like, you know, they're in Auschwitz, which they basically are. So, yeah, they're but just... present uh, day. I mean, it, it sounds like he... Uh, it, what other choice do you have to survive? At least you could make other kids. It's almost like he's farming his own products. True, but you have to feed the kids too. I don't think it's a free lunch. Yeah, no pun intended. That is true. So then, what did the wife do? I mean, was she like, "Excuse me, husband"? There's well, she was suspicious for all these reasons. <laughs> for all the reasons, the children are gone. You know, the meat came from ma- a magical fucking miracle, which they're not allowed to believe in religion, right? So she couldn't pull that one off. He couldn't pull that one off with it. The great provider. She notified the Ministry of Public Security, which I guess is the cops. They came over and they discovered a uh, part of the children's bodies under the eaves. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't he bury them? He just, oh, just stuffed them up under the roof. That's where I put my stuff. I, mean, I guess because, did... yeah, he wanted to eat it later. Yeah, I mean, I think he was kind of curing the beef. If you, if you left it on the ground, you know, varmints would get it. He, he probably was, uh, you know, probably hung it from hooks. Like from the eaves. I think he just stuffed it in there. Or just kind of, yeah. I wonder. I mean, not only do they not have food, but you can't just get like, like, oh, I'm just going to go buy a hook. Do you think he uh, butchered the kids like in the house? I mean, don't you think the wife would see, you know, blood everywhere? They probably, butcher all their own, they probably butcher all their own food, though. I mean, there's probably like a butcher, butchery area in the back shed. Just a chopping block. And just because it's covered with blood isn't that alarming because that's where you, when you do have meat, that's where you cut it up anyways. 
Yeah, that's true. He, uh, this isn't the only incident like this. Another He's man another has kid. dug up, dug up his grandchild's corpse, <laughs> grandkid's corpse. He didn't kill the kid, but the kid was already dead and he dug it up and ate it. See, I, I don't, don't know think that's was, that bad. I don't know if he was executed. I mean, obviously cannibalism is, is wrong, but is it that bad? the kid's dead? I mean, the, the another child man died. boiled his own child and ate the flesh. It doesn't mention whether the other man ki- killed the kid or whether it was already dead. Wow. Why doesn't Kim Jong-un just sterilize the people? They're his subject. I mean, they work for him. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> slave labor. But, I mean, you could take some of them and be like, all right, you're of good breeding genes. We're going to allow you to be reproduced. The others, you're just sterilized because you're going to eat your kids anyway. According to the journalist for the Asia Press, which is like the pan-Asian press, uh, they blame Kim Jong-un... Uh, or they're saying that he did not help the problem of this, you know, bad, bad growing season with his political waste, ordering new apartment blocks, staging lavish festivities, and this is the kicker: attending a pop concert with his pregnant wife. <laughs> the straw that broke the camel's back. He went to see Beyonce or something. Meanwhile, his people are starving to death and eating their children. Yep. I wonder how sensationalist this story is. You, know, you always very... wonder, because all we hear are these horror stories, these atrocities that come from North Korea, but no one's ever been there, so we don't know what day-to-day life is like. Are you blaming the victim? I'm just saying, are you, saying you know? are you saying that the North Korean people dressed like they wanted to starve to death <laughs> with well, the slutty, hungry, <laughs> famine clothes? Well, you know, this kid might have been wearing short shorts, showing off her haunches. He was wearing those, uh, you know, in the Looney Tunes when uh, Bugs or or maybe Daffy Duck or the Coyote are really hungry and they're looking at their friend and they look like a chicken with those like little booties on the end of like their a drumstick. Maybe the guy was the kids were wearing those little booties. Yeah, you know, like I mean, put an apple in their mouth and we're just walking around like, hey, don't I look like a succulent pig? You deserve it, kid. Well, after after like weeks of just eating like what, like one potato, probably a potato a week. Is that all they have to eat over there? I don't even know if they have that. It's, I think it's like grass, like lawn clippings. And a stick. <laughs> it's like a stick to chew on and some lawn clippings. I have some very delicious dirt. Would you like to come over for dinner? We're eating dirt. I found a bug in mine. It's, it's very exciting. And if you think about it, I've been to a few Korean barbecues before, and I've seen people Which eat the amazing. meat. It looks, it's, but it looks very miscellaneous. I mean, you wouldn't be able oh, to yeah. be like, okay, well, that's from a cow, that's from a pig, that's from a human child. I don't think you'd be able to discern that from just looking well, at Well, they food. literally, whatever you order at the Korean barbecue, they bring out before the meal, or I guess it's the beginning of the meal. It's part of the meal. They cook it. Well, no, but they no, but they bring out like forty different bowl, little tiny bowls, and each bowl has something different in it. And I think the purpose is to like see how much they can freak the white people out because like you don't know what that shit is. Some yeah. of it's bugs, I'm sure. Some of it's or worms like, or something. jellied. Like, is this a plant? Is this some type of an organ of an animal? I don't know, but I'm gonna eat it. As a vegetarian, it's the worst place to go because uh, I don't. I mean, they, they don't speak English when you're like, well, what is that yellow thing right there? And you, you can't understand them. Uh, they don't speak English. Um, at least they, you know, appear not to. And I think more importantly, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they you've, already paid, you've already ordered and you're going to pay them. <laughs> like, do, do they even have vegetarians in North Korea or South Korea for that matter? No, I mean, what you're going to be starving and then somebody actually gets real meat and you're not going to eat it. Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I'm starving, but I'm not going to eat that chicken. Ethically, I can't consume that chicken. Do you have any it, it celery? It gives me a stomachache. <laughs> 
<laughs> what about just dying from dying from hunger? How does that feel? Yeah, North Korea. Not North not, not Korea. a not a great vacation destination. Definitely. You don't you don't even want to like look at I wonder what the Yelp is like for the North Korean restaurants. Like the Yelp reviews. <laughs> uh four star. They actually had food. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> People well, three stars. In- they didn't have any food, but uh, the bathroom was clean. <laughs> <laughs> we were forced to eat it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the toilet paper was quite delicious. <laughs> people, send your Sick and Wrong stories to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. You know, Wacker, we've got a few calls here. The SW hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before we get to that, here's a word from our other sponsor, second sponsor, audible.com. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. All right, Wacker, we got a few phone calls here, the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Um, this first one came in from a guy in Louisiana. You know, the Super Bowl is in New Orleans. And uh, I've heard uh, there's a lot of fans, a lot of action going on. I bet you the strip clubs, I bet you the strippers are making a ton of money, loads of money this weekend. Did you go to any strip clubs when you were down there? No, we went to a uh, brothel. Um, didn't, oh, right. uh, th- yeah, like we went to a bordello that we ended up in at like six in the morning. Apparently, um, my friend that lives there is a frequent uh, uh, visitor to that place. <laughs> frequents that spot can't think of the name of it it's kind of a funny name like his Gemini dick hasn't fallen off yet i don't know there there weren't any white girls in there whoops uh so here the, the the first call is a guy from louisiana explaining squirting to us a guy a guy David. I'll just call to give my two cents on the whole girl squirting thing. I had a girlfriend that was a squirter, and um, basically the first squirt or two was more like a big consistency, more like a cum. It had a smell like cardamoms and such, but the rest... <laughs> smell like gumbo and such. What did he say? Cardamoms? <laughs> no, uh, pheromones, I think is what he oh. was. he saying pheromones? I thought he... Wasn't there a spice called cardamom? I'm not sure. Is there? I have no idea what Cardamom. it smells like. Maybe he did say pheromones. I can't I really understand him, but okay. <laughs> He's from Louisiana. They speak English down there. I don't know. Plus, the connection that. is weird, I think, to me. Maybe it sounds fine to you. All right, let's see. Pretty much straight tip. Um, it, it, it was terrible and great at the same time because you'd scream and it would squirt at the same time and in tune with the screams, but at the same it, it's squirting all over you. Uh, if you're on top, it gets on your balls and your legs and stuff. It's just more of a hassle having to clean the sheets every time you have sex. So I just had to cut that loose. But, yeah, I just want to let you know, you asked, you were wondering about the consistency of it and what it actually is. It starts out calm and it ends up pissed. So, uh, yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy the show. Later. I love that line. It starts out calm and it ends up piss. I like that he just dumped her. Like, I like your personality's great. We get along. I like fucking you, but you squirt, so I'll beat it. And she, she's obviously into him. Like, she's aroused. Like, physically, yeah. she's aroused at having sex with him, but he's just, uh, yeah, just beat it. I would just get a plastic sheet. Yeah, why not get rubber sheets? 
It's slipping. It's hard. It's hard to find a girlfriend, man. Trust me. It's hard to find a girlfriend. It's also hard to find a girl that's into sex. I mean, she, if yeah. she's squirting like this, obviously she's very turned on. So I think uh, she might have been a keeper. Well, we also don't know this what guy, she maybe this like. guy's just a Louisiana Lothario though. And he has him lined up down the block. Yeah, I mean that, that that could be too. In New Orleans, I mean, every time a woman goes by his house, there's another woman inside there just screaming with sexual pleasure. Probably every woman who lives near him is like, "Man, I gotta fuck that guy." There's no shortage of ass in New Orleans; just loose, drunk women. So I'm sure this guy doesn't make problems. Um, here's another uh, here's another call that um, actually this is interesting. Kind of goes with our uh, our it gets better um, podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> Did now wait a minute. Did we make any allusion to anything getting better? No, it doesn't get better. But I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying it. There's homosexuality. A, we we're talking it's not about it earlier. You can be a very successful NFL football player making lots of money, and you're still going to get gay hated on by your fucking shitty teammates. It's not getting better for I, you. I don't. Who's think, not even at that level. I don't think it gets better for anyone. I'm gay, straights, retarded people, dogs. It just doesn't get better. I mean, they say it does, but it doesn't. It might get slightly better after high school, just because you don't have to deal with your parents. Yeah. But... College is, is a pretty good step in the right direction. Yeah, and like, and then you can go bugger anyone you want, and you, know, you don't have to worry about your parents finding out. But other than that, it really doesn't get better. Hey, you motherfuckers. It's uh, your number one lesbian listener... You know, I've been listening since, like, the beginning, beginning, but then I was dating this girl that was not into, like, you know, the morbid sense of humor, but we just broke You gotta up, lay like, down the pimp hand on her. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Well, if she's not into what you're into, what do you guys talk about? Like, what do you do? <laughs> maybe you... the girl she was dating was more the butcher one, and maybe she got the hand laid down on her. Like, you ain't listening to that podcast no more? Now, eat my pussy. <laughs> Is that how is that how Butch Leslie is that how Ellen DeGeneres talks? No, like in bed in the sack. She's not a typical Butch lesbian. <laughs> that's like a San Francisco bull dyke. That's like a common. That's that's just the way they speak. So, I think um, I think one of my like criteria now is that she's got to be into sick or not because if. She ain't down with that, then maybe I ain't down with her. So, do you think this girl straps it on? This girl, or do you think she gets? I think she gets it strapped it on she, up into she, her. Okay, so she thinks she's she's on the receiving end of a strap on. I don't know why I say that, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's the vibe I'm getting. I don't know. It sounds but once like, again. Once again, like people laying down these ultimatums. She can't squirt. She's got to listen to sick and wrong. <laughs> That's what I'm it's saying. Not That's that what... hard. It's not that easy to find a mate. I'm thinking though, she straps it on if she's making commands like this. I think you're you're going at this all wrong. Who who makes more demands of p- potential mates, women or men in a hetero world? Women, obviously. So <laughs> she's not she's not the strapper. She's the strappy. Yeah, but she's she's making. I bet you they both make equal demands. That's why I couldn't even imagine a lesbian relationship working. I have a lot of lesbian friends, and they all are very demanding. God, they, they complain about everything. Could you a imagine lot of complaints? And both of them ragging at the same time. Oh, they get synced uh, up. I yeah. I just I couldn't even. It's just like two raging women in a confined space. Estrogen all over the place. Uh. Anyways, um. 
yeah, you know, it's been a while since I, like, I caught up with you guys and I've been listening to, like, all your shit lately. So, you know, I guess maybe my question here is, like, hey, what's up with, like, all your lesbian listeners? Because now that I'm really single, I'm just like, hey. But hey, then, yeah, girl. Weirdos, right? <laughs> hey, girl. Um, okay, yeah, whatever. Anyways, uh, keep it sick, keep it wrong, keep it... What the fuck is that, like, throwback, like... Warm and fluffy. Anyways, Lance, Soft I love and you. D, fuck you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> lesbian like me. How are how are the single other lesbian listeners gonna get in touch with this one though? Do, we do have a lesbian fan base though, don't we? Like Ams. Uh, there's quite Ams? a few. Yeah. Ams. Like, Duramater was a lesbian. Duramater was a lesbian. You know, a couple more. I know. I know a lot of the straight ones have the sort of lesbianic tendencies. At least they. I never know if they're really true, if that's true, or they're just trying to, like, turn straight guys on. I think they're just trying to turn straight guys on. But you never so know. Some, mostly, but some sometimes it has to be true, right? I mean, yeah, there's but- got to be somebody who's honestly like, well, I'm into dudes, but I do kind of want, I wonder what it would be like to be with a girl. But there's a fine line, though, between... Um- between just making out with a girl drunk at you know at a bar versus like munching box. banging bagel banging bagels yeah or bumping bagels I mean that's like that's like a upper level lesbian action <laughs> like I don't think I think most of those girls that's when, like, when that's like that level like, no sixty way. world of lesbian craft <laughs> activity so scissoring do you think we can make a les a, like a lesser connection like a lesbian connection here the problem is she doesn't want she's not going to want to give like her phone number out on the craft maybe she could go join the sick and email facebook page or something and then anonymously sort of meet people and then they could exchange phone numbers once they got to know each other i'm you know i'm down with uh womanly love i think it's it's it's, sapphic well that's the thing with lesbians sapphic love well it's the thing with it's all go team with lesbians you know they're not just they're trying to get both of each other off it's just pure teamwork they get so much more done than than gay guys do or than dudes. Or straight dudes. <laughs> yeah, like straight dudes. I mean, fuck. I mean, we, we just care about ourselves. We just want to get our nut off. It's like lesbians are like, let's go team. It's like, let's both orgasm. I bet you they try to time their orgasms. That's why men, they scissor. Straight men will try and make women orgasm because that's going to lead to more sex in the future. But we really don't care other than that. No, we really don't. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if it was up to us, we would just want to get our nut off and just you know, like we've said this before. Go watch a movie or something, or play video. Games. Have you ever seen been watching like Wild Kingdom and you watch a lion have sex? <laughs> it's like <laughs> takes five seconds because you just like bang later. And and most of the time, they, they, I mean, some food. Don't the lions have like spiny dicks or something that like stick inside the chick because she's trying to run away? Yeah, all all most animals have crazy fucking penis shit going on. Yeah, we don't have anything. Yeah, like we that. see those dogs get stuck together. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Anyway, I kind of like Wackerly's idea, you know, uh, lesbian connection on the Facebook page. That's what you, you have should to send go... us pictures, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wackerly's lesbian connections. You could just say like the, your whole like uh, make a comment. One girl can make a comment on your page, and then another one can like comment on that, and then a union is made. Wack lescon. Wack lescon. I like that. Um, yeah, there you go, lesbians. All right, we have uh, one more call here. Is picking wrong. James from Illinois. So uh, last week you guys were talking about uh, cooking with cum, and I thought I'd share a little story from uh, my work with the developmentally disabled, a.k.a. 
mentally challenged population. Uh, <laughs> so I work in this house and uh, work with this autistic guy who... Uh, I don't like much, where this is going. I know. I've already heard autistic guy cooking with cum. It, this, is gonna, this is going to get gross. So prepare yourselves, people. Like feed everything that comes off of his body. Like <sighs> a pop of zits, eat that shit. <sighs> He'll uh, sometimes be wiping his ass, get a little bit on his hands, and, uh, you know, eat that. And, <laughs> no, I know. don't know. <laughs> I don't know that when you get shot on your hand and you just eat it. I did not know that. You know, um, my friend uh, Lenora, she casts for the show Taboo, which is, I guess, on National Geographic. I, I don't, I've never seen it. But uh, um, she interviewed this woman, and she's talked to her for like two hours. Her, it's not even a fetish. I guess it's more of a compulsion. She pops zits, like her boyfriend's zits, but she'll pop them with her mouth so she can eat it. Ah! <laughs> Did not need to hear that. It's fucking gross. But this guy's saying the same thing. It's just uh, that to me, that's one of the most disgusting things I can think of. It's just fucking gross. I hate those videos online of like zip popping. It's just, ugh. It's gross. Nose and his ears. And he also likes to jerk off a lot. So Who doesn't? Um, Surprising. You can see where I'm going with this. Uh, one time, actually... Uh, caught him jerking off in the middle of the night and, you know, kind of just letting him do his thing. And, uh, when he was done, uh, he finished on this coffee table or any table and just kind of bent down and slipped it up. <laughs> wait, so. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you say that you work in a home and there's an autistic guy and you caught him masturbating one night... I assumed you walked by his sleeping quarters and you see like the blanket going up and down or you see him sort of reaching around down there. No, he's like in the living court in the parlor by a coffee table jerking out, like just standing there beating it. I think what happened, he probably jacked off on his nightstand or the cum sprayed on his nightstand. What I find weird about it is, okay, let's say you're the orderly at this home or whatever and you walk by and you see the blanket moving, the guy's jacking off. Wouldn't you be like, you know what, I'm just going to leave. Maybe come back a little later and just make sure the dude's sleeping, maybe in like five minutes or ten minutes. This guy must have watched, because if he watched him jack off onto the nightstand and then get over and lick it off, I mean, that's probably, yeah. he probably watched for a few minutes. Is that gay? A little gay. <laughs> a little bit. I, th I think it's a little gay to watch retarded people jack off. That's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's his thing. thought that was pretty No judgment. Wrong. Enjoy. God, I wonder, like, so he's autistic, and it's this dude has to work with him. Do you think he scolded him for that? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Uh, we don't do that. I think what I think. <laughs> I the know proper, we don't. I did. I mean, I, I'm no, like, psychologist or anything, but I think the proper way is you grab them by, like, the back of their neck and rub their face in it and just say, no, no. I think it's like stern, but you have to say it in like a stern way. Yeah. Like I, I don't think you, I don't think you have a discussion about it. <laughs> what an awkward I, conversation. I mean, I would just put have. them on lithium or whatever and just knock their ass. Like you're just going down. I wonder if there's I a lot of fucking in those homes. Buggering? 
No, fucking, just fucking in general. Oh, you know, I, I was talking to a, a girl the other day that used to volunteer when she was in high school at a, um, at a, a nursing home. And there's, she, she worked in the Alzheimer's wing. And she's like, oh, my God, they would have sex all the time. I was like, really? Yeah. She goes, all the time. You'd walk in and be like an 80-year-old lady blowing a 90-year-old dude. You know, or they're just masturbating out in public. Oh, nur- nursing home, right. That's a yeah, little different than a... I yep. want to go to a nursing home like that. But this is a this is like a and plus you like don't have to use protection like you're not getting pregnant and if I get herpes who gives a shit because <laughs> you're gonna die anyway in like a yeah, couple years I don't care no nah, it'd, it'd be great but uh, yeah I wonder I don't know um I I just wonder about like the you'd think like uh, retarded people or mentally challenged people they don't understand what you know sec- their own sexuality anyway so I imagine they're no probably, inhibitions yeah I'm sure, I'm sure they're just jacking off all the time God that would suck. You just have to deal with that to work in that environment. That's why I don't work in that environment. <laughs> People call the Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, Wackerly, uh, we, we got one email. I don't know if we have, yeah, we have a little bit of time here. Sent, sent to SigurongPodcastHotmail.com. This came from Christian J. in Florida. He says, Dear D. Simon and Sir Lance Wackerly, unless I misunderstood, Simon's Vincent Gallo anecdote uh, last episode, he considers um, Vincent Gallo to be his arch nemesis because he ruined Simon's wardrobe. That's a rather petty reason to hate someone, if you ask me. Perhaps I'm missing something. Not that I care, but Vincent Gallo looks like a douche anyways, which means that Simon must look like a douche too, according to some of the people he's attended school with. <laughs> However, after becoming a fre- frequent listener of the show, I've concluded that he is, in fact, not a douche and neither is Lance. You two are simply a pair of despicably misguided reprobates that exemplify everything wrong with the generation, but better than being a douche. Anyway, just thought I'd make my very first email contribution to this Sick and Wrong podcast. Love the show, Christian. Uh, P.S. The semen segment was uh, disgusting. <laughs> well, thank you I for agree. the validation. Um, I, you know, I, and does it really bother you if people think we're douches? Or not? No, douches? you know what bothers me is that I'm misguided, but I'm not, tell- I'm not told where I'm supposed to be guided. Well, I wa- if you're going to say I'm misguided, then guide me. Well, what generation is wrong? Like, well, what are we Gen X? We're not Gen X. We're yes, ap- we are the end of Gen X. We're the end of Gen X. So we're we're what we're, we we exemplify what's wrong with Generation Xers. Pretty much, right. slacker. You know, we are the slacker generation. Yeah, but I mean, it, I'm sure there We've are got this like, crappy show. We don't put a whole lot of effort into it. But are there upstanding, successful Gen Xers that we should aspire to be? But instead, we're just on the opposite, like the nadir of Generation <laughs> Xers, just into sewage. <laughs> Who is the most famous generation? Who's the most successful Generation Xer? I'm not sure. Douglas um, Coupland, he wrote the book. Yeah, he, he defined the term. But he's kind of off the map, so failure. <laughs> who, else, who else is in our... <laughs> Is Vincent Gallo a Gen Xer? Is he, no, he's a little older than that. How old are the Google dudes? It's probably them, right? Yeah, I, those guys. That's those guys them. are like uh, Sergi, Bryn, and whatever the other guy. <laughs> but I mean, is, is that who we should aspire to be? I think. Oh, I think those guys really are kind rich. Of yeah, they are wealthy. Mark Zuckerberg is Gen Y, or maybe even younger. Yeah, I mean, he's he might be a millennial. And uh, and just to uh, clarify here, yeah, you know. I didn't just hate Vincent Gallo because he he still made me change my wardrobe. That that is kind of superficial and petty. I mean, it, it was annoying. The reason I hate him is because he pretty much like he didn't steal my identity, but he's just cooler than me. So the fact that he was wearing a holiday sweater 
means I just don't measure up to that. I mean, that, that, that means I'm ripping him off. You know, and yeah. back then when you, but back then when you were a kid, you're just, I was, you know, you're obsessed with being, I'm an original free thinking, you know, high school student and you're just the arrogance of youth. Like everything you do is original. You know, everything you do, you came up with. And then when you actually see it, like, oh, it's not original. Someone else is doing that. Someone probably has been doing that for years. It's all derivative. Just it, it, my world went black. That's why we're black all the time. Yeah. You know, nihilism. We, it's another hallmark of Gen X. Yeah, that's and maybe that's what's wrong with us. <laughs> it doesn't get better, people. It never, never gets better. All right, it gets worse. Although you know, what? I watched, uh, I watched a young adult last night because I was bored and I, I was like on Netflix. Movie. I did not like it because the ending is completely nihilistic, and I f- found out it was written by Diablo Cody, which I didn't know going in. I mean, and, uh, you know, if you're going to make a movie that's purely nihilistic uh, ending, you know what's more nihilistic than that? Not making a movie. <laughs> Just don't make a movie. That's nihilistic. Yeah, but how many times did you masturbate in the sex scene? See Patton Oswalt with his shirt off? I was pretty drunk. That's about at the, at the end. And it's like, so like three or four times. <laughs> I rewound it a couple times. <laughs> Anyway, people, email the show, stickaroundpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, you know, I don't know if, well, actually, I don't know if you've been on the forum recently, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, action going on there you know, the, as of late. I just really? uh, checked it uh, today and I just noticed there's a lot of new members. So people, join the Stick and Wrong forum. You meet some like-minded individuals. Maybe even make a lesbian connection. Let's go to stickaroundpodcast.com, click on forum, and uh, make some, some internet friends. Uh, also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes and rating us and commenting us, commenting about the show. We really appreciate that. And it does give us good exposure. It's like probably the easiest way to support Sick and Wrong. I mean, you could go to our website and listen to the show, but we prefer, we prefer, we actually ask you, implore you to go to iTunes and uh, subscribe. Also, Sick and Wrong Teas, the cheap trick tea is now in the Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Order one while they still last. I'm kind of running out, so... Not sure if I want to reprint that one or maybe go back to Quado or maybe come up with something completely new. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, just go get one while they last. Sick and Wrong Store on the website, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week is an LL Cool J song that I actually did not know, um, but uh, recently read about. It's called The Football Rap. You heard this? The Super Bowl Shuffle? <laughs> not the, no, not the Super Bowl Shuffle. That's with the Chicago, the 85 Bears. <laughs> Doing these, they they did their own rap song, but that's like a nine minute song. I don't know if you know this. I don't remember. Like I, seven, haven't, I haven't listened to song. it since 1985. <laughs> it's not well, on this, my iPod rotation. This LL Cool J rap was in a 1986 football movie called Wildcats that starred Goldie <laughs> Hawn and wasn't very good. <laughs> it's hard but, to make um, a good football movie. Here's some good, here's some sample lyrics. Sunday in the snow, referees whistle blow, weekend warriors toe-to-toe, football, football, football. Sounds good. Yeah. It's going to get me pumped for tomorrow. It's pumped up for the Super Bowl, which is going on tomorrow. So we're going to end the show here with LL Cool J's football rap. Uh, Ron Jeremy, wish you a quick and speedy recovery and uh, go 49ers. Let's go Niners. Let's go win the, uh, win the Super Bowl. I want to see San Francisco burn. I don't know, some violence. You and want I, them to win, but you want the town to be destroyed. Okay. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I want 49ers to win. You know, this is, they're going to be, this is their last show or their last uh, game, I guess, in the, uh, the San Francisco, in the city of San Francisco. They're moving, I think, I believe to the South Bay to like Santa Clara yes, or something. Santa Clara. 
So that uh, place has a lot of personality. <laughs> let's make the most of it. Go Niners. People will be back next week with episode 367. Until then, take it sleazy. Good night. Kings, better than diamond rings, that's why we're here to sing football, Sunday in the snow, referees whistle blows, weekend warriors toe to toe, football, the old timers, do you remember the names like Bronco Nagurski and Night Train Lane, Bulldog Turner, my man Sam Huff in the snow and the mud, they were still real tough, crazy legs hurt, and remember Raymond Berry asked me if they hit hard, and I'll say Perry, Paul, Christian, Buddy, Young Lady Moore, it's them I dog, they seem to always score, Ed Sprinkle, defensive end for those years, Gene Big Daddy Lipson was the man to fear, you have Steve Van Buren, and Otto Graham, Johnny United said the arm of a Superman, we had Charlie Trippy and Gino Marquette, if you're searching for a champion, they're your best bet, which I could quarterback, like Johnny Lou Jack, or even Sid Luckman, as a matter of fact, do you remember Red Brains, the galloping ghost, he could do a 95 running coast to coast, you had Norm Van Brocklin, a real great player, so swift with his moves that he could be mayor, Y8, Tittle, Ali Madison, hey, I remember all those guys from back in the day, it's the sport of kings, better than diamond rings, that's why we're here to sing, football, Sunday in the snow, referees whistle blows, weekend warriors toe to toe, football, 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 football. Well, you know, we're sick and wrong too, but we got some bullshit up in Texas that will fuck your mind cells, your brains and everything up, up in here. With the girl and a boy, and it's just another girl, but it'll be all right. Later, bye.